The Tower, Episode 28, The Titans TV Show, Episode 11. Hey everyone, this is your host Peter, wrapping up a run of Tower podcasts focusing on Season 1 of the new Titans TV show on the DC Universe app. 11 episodes, ending with a finale entitled Dick Grayson, a finale that in my mind is not a finale. Uh, I think it would be generous to even call it a cliffhanger. This episode, episode 11, I guess we need a new word. Is it a pause? Is it a halting? Uh, A break? An interruption? In some ways, it feels like it should be the winter finale or the mid-season finale of a 22-episode series, but that's not what we're getting. We're getting a season one. We're getting a season two, in essence, You put them all together, and it's probably going to feel like one big giant season. All I know is I don't know what I was going to call this last episode, because when I was done watching it, I just sat there and said, that's it? So for this episode, this Tower podcast, taking a look at Titans episode 11, I don't really have a list of thoughts for the episode, mostly because it's one long Trigon-induced fantasy that plays out in Dick Grayson's mind, hence the title, Dick Grayson. So instead of, uh, you know, giving some thoughts here and there, I'm going to just talk generically about the episode uh, as a whole, and also a little bit about the series as well. So as I said, this episode is one long nightmare induced by Trigon, playing out in Dick Grayson's mind. And it's very familiar, very similar to the opening arc of the New Teen Titans Baxter series that started in 1984, where all of the Titans encountered evil versions of themselves inside their minds, and it led them to kill their darker selves And then when they emerged from all of those nightmares, they themselves became these evil um, versions of um, their inner personalities. And that's exactly what's happening here. Dick Grayson is having a quote-unquote nightmare of sorts, and he comes out of it as a pawn of Trigon, an evil version of himself. Now in the comics, the worst nightmare that Dick was living was that Batman was killed because Dick felt like he was no longer with Batman, he was no longer Robin. He basically blamed himself for Batman's death because Dick Grayson wanted to strike out on his own. Now remember, in the Baxter run of the New Teen Titans, Dick Grayson was Nightwing by that time. So it's kind of similar here, but instead of Batman dying, this version of Batman is just going way dark And he's basically going rogue and killing people. He kills the Joker. He kills Two-Face. He kills random Arkham Asylum doctors and nurses. He kills policemen. 
and Dick has to step in and end the threat of Batman. He has to hunt him down and decides that he has to kill him with his own hands or his foot, if you watch the episode. Now, it has the same kind of guilt trip in that Dick Grayson feels like because he left Batman and because there are other things going on in the Batman world, at least in this nightmare, um, Jason Todd is confined to a wheelchair. There is no Alfred. There is no Commissioner Gordon. They are both dead. Uh, Barbara Gordon is missing. So all of that makes Batman snap. But it still adds a layer of guilt to Dick. He feels like if maybe he would have stayed with him, he might have tempered Batman's uh, temper. <laughs> he might have tempered Batman's um, descent into this kind of violent behavior, which I don't know. I guess that kind of, uh, if it is playing out in Dick Grayson's mind, I guess we have to accept that that's what he's going through and that's what he believes. But in all of this, it's always been about Dick Grayson needing to leave Batman because Dick was the one that was getting darker and darker. And now it's kind of flipped that in Dick Grayson's nightmare, he thinks that Batman's the one that's going to get darker and darker because there is no more Robin. I don't know. Um, I guess. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. All right, so the other thing that kind of bothered me about the nightmare is that it's not really about the larger Titans universe. It's just about um, Dick Grayson's own insecurities. And if it's one big giant what if playing out in his mind, does it really mean anything to the actual Batman family? This might be Dick's fear. And this might be the thing that Dick thinks Batman um, might turn into. But again, it's in his mind. And we haven't really seen evidence of that. I guess maybe we have. That's the whole reason why Dick was Dick left Batman in the first place. But it was always about Dick needing to leave because he thought he was going to go down this path. So a little confused by all this. Now, at the start of the dream, we see that Dick is leaving, living in California with Dawn. They have one son and a second child on the way. And I thought, wow, that's really what Dick wants? Raven and Gar are in college. Corey is working with the FBI. She's hiding away that she's an alien. It's all very strange. And eventually, it's, it does start to fall apart. Dick goes to Gotham. It's a version of Gotham that we've seen before in the Burton Batman universe. Uh, we've seen it in the Nolan Batman universe. I thought maybe we might get something different. It was a little cartoonish. You know, the generic things like drug pushers and cops killing people and people killing people and raping and just, I don't know. It felt kind of generic. Anyway, there's a police captain within Gotham that pushes the nightmare, and it's clearly the same actor who's playing Trigon, and he's pushing this nightmare to its in inevitable confrontation between Bruce and Dick. And then when it's all over... Uh, and he and Dick comes out of the nightmare. He has all of this black stuff around his eyes. It's this. It's the same design that Raven gets whenever she goes dark as well. And he has now joined the family, quote unquote. And that's it. That's where the episode ends. That's where the season ends. The corruption of Dick Grayson. I mean, we know he's going to come out of it. Uh, I was also bothered by the notion that when he finally does pop out of his dream. Rachel is trying to wake him up and trying to shake him out of it, and she's crying, and Trigon is is in the background, clearly manipulating things, and I kind of was like, wait a minute, 
at the end of last episode, she was all about her dad because he saved Gar. And now she has to clearly see that he's a bad guy. But we missed a scene somewhere there. We missed a scene that shows that she can't trust her dad. Or I don't know. I guess we'll get that in season two. I don't know. Just just strange. Strange. I didn't like this. I didn't like this finale. It's a very uneven season of superhero television. It's trying not to be formulaic, but then it becomes just this like crazy quilt of sloppy storytelling structure. Um, I thought Beast Boy and Starfire were way underutilized. Some of the reviews I read said the same thing. There's so much Dick Grayson stuff, which is fine. You know, he's one of, he is my favorite character. But I feel like there's so much Dick Grayson stuff that it even pushed the Titans part of this show to the side. And the show is called The Titans. <laughs> You know, I, I and I love all the detours into the larger DC universe, but ultimately the Titan story part uh, doesn't exist. They Are they a team yet? No, because it's all about Dick Grayson. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just a very uneven season. Um, I'll be real curious to see what people think if you are waiting to watch it all at once. Apparently, it's on Netflix now for international viewers. You have to let me know what you think. I, I, you know, I read a lot of reviews. It's very hit and miss. Some people really like this series. Some people don't. Some people are in the middle. I think there are things to like about it. I think there are a lot of pros, but there are a lot of cons. Speaking of cons, <laughs> that's a bad segue. Um, we get an end scene here in this final episode where we are in a laboratory, I'm going to assume it's Cadmus. Um, it's filmed so dark, I couldn't even see if the word Cadmus showed up. But there's this very hulky-looking character, not not Hulk like the Marvel Hulk, but just this buff character. Kind of reminds me of when Arnold Schwarzenegger was walking around naked in Terminator. And he goes up to this white dog in a cage, Freeze the dog, the dog's eyes flash like heat vision, and clearly, oh, we also see uh, a tattoo of the Superman S on the shoulder of this guy, and clearly it's supposed to be Connor Kent and Crypto. So that's why I said Con, right? Because of Connor. Um, and this too kind of made me think, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Are we really going to get Connor Kent this early? The team hasn't even become a team yet. And they're going to jump to Young Justice? We haven't even gotten new Teen Titans or new Titans. I think that's bad. I think that's way too early. It's it's weird to me that Dove has had more story time than Corey at this point, And the show is called... The show was supposed to be about the main four. And then you have Wonder Girl off to the sidelines. sidelines. Do we need Superboy? Really? This early? We haven't even defeated Trigon yet. Uh, speaking of Trigon 2, if they make Trigon a supporting player in Season 2, that's a dumb move. I'm not going to like that. He shouldn't be a supporting player. He shouldn't be the Lionel Luthor of Smallville in this series, right? Behind the scenes, pulling the strings. He should be the big bad. He's not a cast member. He's the final boss. Uh, can you tell I didn't like this episode? All right, let me know what you think, peter at thedailyrios.com, or leave a comment on the website 
uh, at thedailyrios.com or follow me through Twitter and uh, go and look for the show on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe. And if you have a particular podcast platform that you would like this show to be on that I'm not on just yet, let me know and I'll, you know, I'll do that. This has been The Tower, Episode 28. Talk to you soon. Bye.